Good evening, everybody. And welcome to our live presentation of Cincy Brewcast. Tonight, coming to you from Paradise Brewing and Brewing Supply in Anderson Township. Yeah, yeah. Cheer it. My name is Mike Cisneros. You're listening to Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Crab. So happy to welcome, welcome everybody out there uh, on Periscope Live and everybody in the house here at Paradise Brewing Supply. I am joined tonight by the man who is synonymous with Anonymous, our beer blogger from nowhere and everywhere at the same time. <laughs> Please welcome the gnarly gnome. Gnome, good evening. Great to be back. Thank you. You can clap for the gnome, too. Thank you. And the queen of Cincinnati craft beer commentary, late of Oakley Pub and Grill, and also getting ready to begin her assignment at the Overlook Lodge Bar, which we'll talk about uh, a little bit more as the weeks go on. Please welcome Miss Tina Cisneros. Ahoy, ahoy. Ahoy, ahoy. And sitting to my far left, the social media director of Cincy Brewcast, the one who will be plying her twinkling fingers on the interwebs, the Twitters and tweeters and so forth and so on. Please welcome Miss Angie Cisneros. Angie, good evening. What's up? And as I mentioned, uh, just as we started the uh, telecast and the broadcast that uh, we were at Paradise Brewing Supply here in Anderson Township, and very pleased. This is the first time I have ever been here. This is the first time I have ever met this man, Mr. Jeff Graff, the uh, uh, co-owner and uh, man responsible for everything that is Paradise. And he seems to know everybody in here. I think you guys want to clap for him. And Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Thank you for inviting us to your uh, wonderful place. Quite welcome. You, the, the, the tap room. Oh, and before before I go on, I, I would be remiss. The man who is uh, the founder of the feast tonight. <laughs> Everybody enjoyed, I'm sure, the deliciousness yeah. emanating from the grill and the, uh, and, the, and the frying pan of Chef Antonio from Cincy Beer Brats, who is a friend of the show, has been a guest with us uh, in the past. We did a whole show with him several shows ago. And, of course, it wouldn't be Cincy Brewcast without dogs, and we have plenty of dogs <laughs> in here. We, we are dog-friendly. We can't seem to get away from the dogs. Well, we usually have three yapping around and running around chasing each other uh, at the studio at home. Uh, and uh, I guess uh, before we need uh, to do anything else, we want we, you have four fantastic beers that are actually five fantastic beers that are on tap here. So we are going to get from the beer fridge. And so we're going to try some of this stuff before we really get into the nuts and bolts of talking to Jeff about uh, my favorite segment uh, about what's <laughs> going on. We we decided so we, should we talk for a few minutes or should we get right into the beers? We're going to get right into the beers. Feel free out there, all of our fr all of our fr friends and fans in the audience, to taste along. Uh, <coughs> and Jeff, first of all, I think one of the uh, uh, one of the great things about about this place, from what I understand, is everything you serve here in the tap room is available as a kit for people to take home and try to brew on their own. Yes. And what and what the and, and, and what succeed at brewing it on their own? We hope so. And, and, <laughs> and, and what and what tasting your beers will do for uh, for them and for us mm -hmm. is to give us an idea of what our finished product might taste <coughs> like if we're going to take it home and brew it ourselves. Correct. The uh, the twist that we have on our uh, brewing kits is that we try to make something very close to a clone of a commercial beer that you could get out at the store. 
So not only can you go home and make a great beer, but you also have a benchmark that you can come back and try and compare it to. Uh, what The first one that I would like you to try is the uh, Imper uh, Imperial Stout recipe that we call the Wrath of the Czar. Uh, it is uh, loosely based on uh, the Old Rasputin, uh, which is a beer that you can get uh, anywhere uh, that sells craft beer. They all have that, too. Right, so. right, yeah. <clears throat> it, it comes in, I do believe, right around 8%. Uh, there are small variables when you make it at home. You can be somewhere close to that, but it'll be uh, a very drinkable Nice winter it's, beer. It's 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 fantastic. I mean, when <laughs> you talk good. about when you talk Ooh. about trying to compare some to Old Rasputin, that's a tough. It is. That's yes. a tough build, you know, to build a handle. But but right. uh, I think it does compare very favorably to it. Cool. Well, I've been sitting here munching on uh, leftover Halloween candy pretty much the whole time <laughs> I've been here, and I just had some M and M's and some Hershey's, and it really mm. pairs well. Yeah. So I yeah. will just say. You know, I'm glad that I'm drinking something to accompany my leftover Halloween candy. And and four four of the five beers that you have on are in excess of seven percent right now, right? We're into the fall brewing uh, schedule. Yeah, that that normally will change. We have actually permits to brew twenty different beers here at at Paradise, and we can have those on. Some pair better in the springtime, uh, just by what the the recipes are. Some are better in fall and winter, and that, that's what you'll find most of your higher alcohol, more malty beers. But now the time. next one that we have is the waffler. <laughs> that, uh, yeah, it, it has nothing to do with waffles, actually. It doesn't taste like waffles at all. It is a, a, a Belgian Saison, and we actually brewed it. This one, we don't have a commercial uh, uh, example that we can compare it back to, but... Uh, when one of our distributors started carrying a dry yeast that was a Belgian Saison yeast, we decided to try and make a beer to highlight that particular yeast. Everybody in the brewing community, are, are they often shy away from dry yeasts. And uh, the people who make those yeasts have done a world of good trying to get their, their uh, product to be a better... Uh, well-performing yeast uh, for them, and I kind of wanted to make one that highlighted just the dry yeast. That's, and it's yeah, that's that's exactly what I was thinking. You know, it's kind of ballsy to take that that dry yeast and go with the saison with it, which right. does highlight the yeast so much. But correct. Um, they also yeah. uh, uh, with saisons they benefit from a little higher fermenting temperature, that tends to bring out some of the pepper notes to it. Uh, the one we have is a little sweet. Also a little darker. You get that from the from the kits a little bit, but most Belgian saisons are a little lighter than that one. But a pretty good representation. Uh, there have been a couple of Belgian saisons that have come online at a couple of the you know the the big breweries. Uh, mm -hmm. Braxton's doing one. Urban Artifact, of course, that's kind of right. their stock and trade. And this right. compares very favorably to both of those beers. We've cool. been fortunate enough to have those beers over the last few weeks on the show, and it's really delicious. I really like. It. It's, it's really crisp and clean. Yeah. Uh, and I can see drinking this in the springtime. I mean, I can see drinking right. this in, you know, the spring, early summer, real. Yep. Are you, do you are, 
I watched the I watched some of the uh, not the blogs necessarily, but the uh, but the fan groups, mm-hmm. the Facebook groups, and so forth and so on. And there tends to be a big debate about drinking in season versus drinking out of season, and mm-hmm. what people want. What what is your? I mean, wh- uh, Chef Tony's over here shaking. Do you, do you drink in <laughs> season? <What are> you <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're obviously brewing in season for the most part. So correct. I, I mean, I mean, well, there are. Throughout the sales of of our of the brewing equipments that we have out front, there are times uh, of the year that certain beers sell better than other other ones. We kind of just play with that. I mean, uh, it's just been our experience that in the springtime they go with the lighter uh, beers sure. in body. Yeah. Also, the the wheat beers start to come on, like uh, your Oberon clones or or your uh, Blue Moon clones and things like that. It's really hard to sell one of those in the winter, er, you know, fall to winter. So we just kind of go with that. So you shift your stock around That's right. a little bit more seasonally than maybe some other places. <clears throat> we have we have uh, 46 different beer kits that you can buy, wow. although we don't put them out all the time. But if someone came to us and they wanted to make that, but you know, a beer uh, that's – so-called out of season and they just wanted to ba- make a blue moon we certainly can accommodate that it's just we don't take up shelf space right. to put it out right. when you don't sell that many of sure them. sure but yeah and, and chef tony you were shaking your head i mean what do you think you think drinking and drinking in seasons a bunch of guff i've always been one to buck the trend <laughs> <laughs> i'll drink beer any time of the year yeah that's how i am i i'll drink i'll drink whatever whenever <laughs> People get mad at there, me because I drink browns what, in the what, summer. Time, it's like, about eh. ten minutes. That's a that's a marker. I gotta mark that one so we can pull that one out and play it later. Uh, the next one is uh, not necessarily in honor of the uh, Bengals game yesterday, but old Nutcracker. That's correct. Huh? <laughs> yeah, this is an old ale that we uh, decided to put some some different fermentables in, like brown sugar and maple syrup. Uh, we actually made that through the summer so that it would actually sit for a while and mature a little bit it tends to it is a high alcohol again it's a seven seven a little over seven percent but it tends to settle down a little bit some of the harsh flavors because it is an ale will will meld together and And then and then great if you're i can tell that if you bottle this and let it sit for another right six months or a year you'll get different flavors absolutely And and, and and what you're saying is no you know no offense intended but It'll improve even more so in the bottle Correct. after you brew it for six months to a year. It's hard on a, uh, well, with all my loyal customers that I have here, <laughs> to keep a beer uh, that I can just set back right, without them right. getting into it uh-huh. and, you know, and, uh, and drinking it dry real quick. So it's, it's, it, it does benefit some of them, especially your bigger alcohol beers, to just let them sit, and, let them mature. And, and this is a winter, obviously, a winter right. style. Correct. Do you have what is is it? Do you did you clone it from anything or uh, that particular one? Now, uh, no, not really. I mean, we just decided to try and make something that had different ingredients than than other ones. Now we do make one uh, that is still maturing. That is similar to, but not exactly like uh, Great Lakes Christmas uh-huh. Ale. Yeah. So. Mm. Yeah, I know that's, but it's not ready yet. It's not ready what's, yet. What's that one yeah. called? Uh, we up. we you call it the your customers about it. Well, <laughs> it, it, it's actually in it. Now they're going to get into it. Yeah, okay, yeah come really. by and see this it. Place is a free for all. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the, the name of that beer is Chris McQuanzica. 
Nice. We covered like it all with I one like one it. word. So Yeah, I mean, I like this one because you hear brown sugar and you hear maple and you think it's going to be a lot sweeter than it is. And it's right. not as sweet as I was expecting, Correct. which I like and which makes it work for people who don't necessarily like sweeter beers. But yeah. I felt like yeah. the maple and the brown sugar were pretty prominent. Right. It was. Yeah, it oh, was yeah. there. Yeah. But it just wasn't as sweet as I was expecting. And Most I like of those do, they ferment out well. I mean, they, you get some of the higher alcohols from that. So. Now, when we first got here, you're, you're very counterintuitive because the pumpkin beers have been on the shelves since late August. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yours just, just <laughs> got finished the other day. There's also a reason for that, too, because it's hard to find uh, pumpkins when these guys, you know, when the... The commercial guys are actually uh, taking them all to do their pumpkin beer. Right. So uh, we waited till the harvest came in, and, and then and then what an what an interesting <laughs> sort of we had quite the story. experiment. Yes. Yeah, tell us yeah. all about it. Well, um, well, first of all, let's have a let's have a yeah, sip. This yeah. is the the first one is the Angry Jacks All Grain. Correct. That's that's available again in the kit. That is correct, and it's uh, uh, we made ten gallons of it. Uh, well. The experiment was to see if I could make a palatable beer actually fermenting inside of a pumpkin. Uh, I had tried years <laughs> ago to uh, to do this uh, unsuccessfully, unless you like really sour beers, which I'm not a fan of, but some people are. Um, it, it fermented out really well before, and then it just took a downwards turn into where it was so sour I couldn't I couldn't palate it myself so yeah. I ended up throwing it away I learned from that and I also thought what a neat advertising gimmick or or, or some you know way to put it out there to advertise a pumpkin beer if you actually brewed it in a pumpkin so <laughs> but the the hardest That's thing about all that was actually trying to sanitize it the cleaning of it kind of, you know, that's pretty easy, but it's trying to sanitize the inside of a vegetable. I can imagine you can wash. <laughs> <laughs> you, can, you can wash all day and not get oh, that yeah, clean. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, absolutely. And uh, that's, so we, we finally figured out a way to do that. Uh, actually, I was walking by our local uh, Super Mega Mart and saw some gigantic pumpkins on display. They didn't have a barcode sticker on them or anything so, so i ended up them. no i couldn't lift them I, I, I might have done that but no um i i ended up uh going to the manager and i thought it was part of their display but they said oh yeah it's for sale you know anything's for sale don't sell anything yeah, yeah. exactly so uh they put a price on it that i could not resist and i ended up buying two of them and they were gigantic pumpkins as a matter of fact the uh, the first one that i picked out it we filled it to the rim with sanitizer once we gutted it and took all the insides and the seeds out of it and so on. It held 15 gallons to the rim wow. inside the pump. Wow. And then the second one was a just a, a mere 10 gallons to the, <laughs> to the rim. And all the pictures are on Facebook, too, and it's yeah. really funny to see yeah. these the pumpkins. I got, I got, yeah. I'm down in there with it, yeah. up to my elbow pulling you know the insides right, of this right. pumpkin out and yeah, feeling I mean, it. So. You kind of hear that that's what you guys are doing when you're like, 
they're not really like putting it in a pumpkin, <laughs> right? Yeah, and then you, yeah, you look on the Facebook pictures and you're like, oh, yep, that sure is a pumpkin. My, my There's beer bubbling. going in there. My yeah. favorite, my favorite visual is the pumpkin when it's all done and sealed up, and then just that that bubbler sticking out of the top. You of did, it. Put <laughs> the airlock in it. Yeah, that was great. I actually did uh, sanitize a drill bit, and with a cordless drill, drill a hole in the lid, and then be able to put the the airlock, the wow. bubbler well, for it. And so. then it started. It, it started as it. As all vegetable and material inevitably does, it starts to break down, doesn't it? Yeah, about, uh, well, we, we did it on a, the first brew, the number one beer that you're tasting there was on a, a Thursday, and the, the other one was on a Friday, the day after. Um, by Tuesday, when we came into work, uh, the actual top had sunk about an inch down into the pumpkin and I'm going. Oh no, it's going to drop in there at any time, and I <laughs> and ruin I, the beer. I really thought it was going to sour anyway, but if the top had dropped in there, it certainly would have been. I mean, it had been over for it. Right, <laughs> it would have right. gotten all kind of contamination. Well, well no, it's not sour at all. No, it's, it's not. delicious, pumpkiny, spicy, uh, drier, awesome. Than I would have expected. Drier than a lot of the pumpkin beers, you know, and some right. of the Halloween beers that are out there. But um, but really good natural pumpkin flavor mm-hmm. i mean and i guess that comes from using natural no, harvested it comes from being fermented inside of a pumpkin and, well, well that's part that too part of that yeah. dummy yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah no shit. That's, as, as anheuser bush would say it's brewed the hard way yeah. Yeah. yeah he put it on some wood chips he said he made uh 10 gallons of it but only one gallon's available because i've already drinking nine of them <laughs> Though we actually did add some of the uh, some spices back to it, cinnamon, uh, ginger, allspice, nutmeg, and and then the second one is the same recipe that is uh, brewed extract. <clears throat> that is correct with extract with grains, which is which would be exactly what you would buy with one of our kits. It's the exact same thing, and uh, uh, ex- except that you're doing less work because you're able to. Uh, you know, add the extract instead of having to worry about mashing. I don't think that. they're. I think they're identical. I don't think they're. Uh, there's any difference between them at all. Come, uh, do it, you feel like there's a little difference? I think the second one to me is a little sweeter. Yeah, it, it's I, a. It's a little bit. I've been sipping on my my number one pumpkin for a little while, so it's a little warmer. But mm-hmm. um, the the second one to me kind of comes off. I guess it's that sweetness, a little smoother, a little. Yeah. Um, right. Um, to me, there's a little less less of that that flavor, though. I don't know mm-hmm. if that's the temperature that's coming across or what. But I don't. I, they're yeah. both really good. Yeah, just delicious. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I'm glad you like them. That's I don't, good. I don't <laughs> care if it's November second. I'm. Well, and and, yeah. and what I don't understand, and that was part of that. What I've been been reading on those on the Facebook groups and stuff like that is 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 there's such a it, it's it's a fatigue that people yeah. get with this with these sort of pumpkin beers the fact that they come out sorely and stuff like that and really to me just now when you're actually getting to thanksgiving when you actually eat a lot of pumpkin pie right. and pumpkin soup and pumpkin seeds and yeah. so forth and so on to me is really the season mm-hmm. for pumpkin beers so I, I you know when it actually becomes something that you compare with right. your thanksgiving dinner and so forth i think it's but it's all about market share for most. Well, of that's them. true. It's all getting it out first. Whoever has it out first, they buy up a lot of it. And unfortunately, it could be in July uh, well, for a pumpkin. I mean, I mean pumpkin does that beer. kind of change it for you guys, being a nano brewery, and you don't kind of you know distribute to large markets? Does that kind of make it a little bit easier to do 
what you want to do as far as when you want to do like a seasonal? It it does, but you often get people wondering where where your entry is to right. all of it. You know, where's your pumpkin beer at? Well, it's it's really still okay. It's, it's just, August. Okay. Yeah, it's still exactly. in the pumpkin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, uh, I mean, I, that's the only thing. Otherwise, uh, I mean, I would rather keep it the way we're doing it more more at the time you know around th- you know around uh, halloween then kind of going to thanksgiving and then getting your winter warmers towards in between thanksgiving and christmas Absolutely. and then you know then we go into box season into the lighter stuff and we start to lighten it up from there so it's all uh, that's the way i would like to do it but i understand the big breweries want to get out there for market share the first guy that's out sells the most and i understand that too but there is kind of a, a crazy um, aspect to it all. Why they would ever come out with pumpkin beers in August? And, and you know, first yeah. of August they got it sure. ready to go. Well, it's, sure. it's so odd to me because they don't really make that rush with Christmas beers. It's right. just these the pumpkin beers for whatever reason. It's just it's got to be. Uh, well, I don't know. Great Lakes pump or uh, Christmas ale is out now, so. Yeah, it was. November. Well, I think the release is like. Two weeks uh, ago. I think it's like what you said. They're, they ha- people have to get their pumpkin supply. Yes. At, you yes. know, at a, at a time of the year when it makes sense for them. And some of right. these places brew it. Yeah, you know, brew it in the summer. Yes. And rather than have it sit around, they just they just put it out the first. I think September. a lot of right. that, I mean, yeah. it has to do with the labeling, though. I mean, you got to submit that stuff now. You have to submit it weeks, weeks in advance, months yeah. in advance to yeah. get the label for it and all that stuff. So. Yeah, but uh, some of the reoccurring stuff, like the Christmas ale and like like the uh, what uh, they make, uh, the pumpkin is the one I'm trying to think of, which that's is Southern uh, Tier. Southern Tier, yeah. They're big. I mean, that's been out for a while now, and you don't necessarily have to go back and rebuy that label, right, but that's true. but well, they can, just keep making it earlier and earlier. And you and can I'm, you can sit on a label after you, you get it approved. You don't have to do it right away. Correct. For whatever yes. reason, they. Oh, yeah. yeah. I guess it's our fault for buying it. It's like Walmart. They put out the <laughs> Christmas stuff in July. You know? that's, that's, that's about right. <laughs> that's yeah. true. Uh, so. Well, that is, folks. Uh, thank you very much. It's a terrific lineup. Get over here uh, to uh, Paradise Brewing Supply. Uh, if, if you're out there running around, that's only 825. We'll be here for at least another half an hour or 45 minutes for sure we haven't even I set up my cot in the corner yeah yeah <laughs> so get over here and if you don't get over here tonight obviously come uh, give us give us some of the hours and stuff like that when uh well we uh the tap room is open that's the most important part is the tap room uh thursday friday and saturday thursday and friday from four to eight and saturday noon to four uh we do that only because we have such small batches and if i had it open any longer they would drink me out of beer and i don't want to ever be out of beer so, but we are only closed two days, Sundays and Mondays normally, although we're open today, which is fantastic. But um, uh, Sundays and Mondays were closed. Tuesdays were open uh, from 10 to 4. And then, again, Thursday and Friday were up until 8 p.m. So, All right. So uh, that's uh, from the beer fridge. And uh, listen, we're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back with more with Chef Antonio and with Jeff Graff from Paradise Brewing Supply right here on Cincy Brewcast. You're listening to Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. (laughs) 
Hi, everybody. Mike Cisneros here. And as a craft beer lover, you want the same thing I do. The finest in handmade lagers, ales, and stouts. But do you take the time to think about whether the same care and attention has been given to the treats you feed your dog? Well, I'm here to tell you about Brewhouse Dog Bones, made from the same wholesome malted barley that you'll find in the delicious beers from many of Cincy's finest craft breweries. Brewhouse Dog Bones are handmade in small batches using just three additional natural ingredients, peanut butter, organic eggs, and brown rice flour. So you know your best friend is enjoying almost the same great craft experience that you do. And Brewhouse Dog Bones are not only good for your dog, they're good for our community because they offer real-world training and a work co-op experience for developmentally disabled young adults ages 18 to 22 through the New Richmond, Sycamore, Marymount, and Oak Hill school districts. Brewhouse Dog Bones are available in the distinctive brown paper sacks with the red dog bone at some of Cincy's finest craft tap rooms, including Mount Carmel Brewing Company, Listerman Triple Digit Brewing in Cincinnati, and Old Firehouse Brewing in Williamsburg and great pet stores like Newtown Feed and Supply and Earthwise Pet Supply in Montgomery. For more information about Brewhouse Dog Bones, to carry Brewhouse in your tap room or pet store, or to find out how your school district can participate in the Brewhouse Dog Bones program, just contact Lisa Graham by visiting www.brewhousedogbones.com. Give your dog the craft experience with Brewhouse Dog Bones. I look at I look at the Bud Light drinkers out there as a you know a forest of harvesters. They're all out there and, and they don't know any better yet, but they will. You don't you don't ever hear somebody say, Yeah, I used to drink that craft beer crap. But I, <laughs> I went back to my Bud Light. You don't hear that, do you? No, you don't. You're listening to Cincy Brickcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. This is Brett Coleman-Baker with Urban Artifact Brewing in Northside, Cincinnati. Hi, this is Evan Rouse from Braxton Brewing Company in Covington, Kentucky. Hi, I'm Scott LaFollette from Blank Slate Brewing in Cincinnati. And you're listening to Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. All right, thank you very much. We're back here at Paradise Brewing and Brewing Supply here on uh, on Beachmont Avenue in Anderson Township. My name is Mike Cisneros. You're listening to Cincy Brewcast, and uh, we just played the uh, our little promo, our little um, PSA spot, if you will, for uh, Brewhouse Dog Bones. And of course, Brewhouse Dog Bones are available right here at Paradise Brewing Supply as well. And we'll talk to uh, Jeff about that in just a minute. He stepped away from the table for just a moment. Uh, but one of the things that I wanted to tell you is I've been in contact, and of course she put it on her Facebook page, uh, Lisa Graham did, and the Brewhouse Dog Bones uh, Facebook page. They are now in the Dayton market, at, at and, and the name escapes me, but they are in the Dayton market now at one of the um, brewing supply stores up there, uh, and they're working on getting in, uh, all, and they also uh, have gotten into the party source. Uh, down in, down in uh, Bellevue, Kentucky. So uh, there's two more places for you to look for uh, Brewhouse Dog Bones. Uh, we're going to have an updated uh, show at some point, uh, or at least a an updated uh, visit with uh, Lisa Graham. She's got all kinds of things going on with Brewhouse Dog Bones. Jeff, you participated in the program uh, yes. selling the uh, selling the uh, uh, the dog bones here. Uh, and uh, what a great it, story! It, yeah, that it's is a too. terrific it's story. We've had Lisa on the show in the past. And uh, and so, 
you know, uh, please patronize yes. a, a fantastic program that benefits a lot of young people uh, in uh, in the Cincinnati area. And now, as I said, moving up toward the Dayton area, down in Kentucky, she's had talks with people as far away as Washington, D.C., and various other places on how they, too, can get involved in the program cool. and try to uh, emulate what she does with that uh, with that product. And it's just an amazing uh, it's just an amazing thing, and the story is amazing too. So, uh, please, uh, please uh, buy your your four four footed friends uh, some <laughs> Brewhouse dog bones. It's uh, it's yes. really a fantastic thing. Um, back here with uh, Jeff Graff uh, from Paradise Brewing Supply and Chef Tony from Cincy Beer Brats. Um, as I said, I had n never met you before. We mm -hmm. walked into your uh, building. Your uh, your your tap room is how I would want my uh, basement man cave. To <laughs> it reminds me of being over at like a friend's house. Like not, it doesn't mm -hmm. seem like a industrial tap room that you see a lot. It's you know wood wood walls, like just nice little decorations up. Like it's a very cozy, cozy. Yeah, it's cozy like being at your friend's house. It really is. The atmosphere is something that the first time I ever came here, I was really taken, you know, aback by it. I was like, this is an awesome place. <laughs> And with this summer, with the addition of the patio, mm -hmm. which um, I, you know, there's there's still a couple tap rooms around town that don't have patios, and I think mm -hmm. they're they're missing something really big. And um, yep. really tell glad us, you guys uh, did that this year. Tell us the story. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty blunt, so tell us the story. Uh. Well, the pair, uh, the brewing supply started in 2007. It was actually uh, upstairs in the same building. My brother and I own the building and the land so we uh we had a electronics business at the time uh which that's like beating a dead horse you can't can't ride that horse and forever but uh about 2007 i decided to step into home brewing uh side of it i i had been home brewing and 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 had been since uh, 97 so in 2007 we opened it up upstairs and i would work at the electronics store from nine to four, and then I would go upstairs and and open up the homebrewing side of it from four to nine. That was every day for about a year and a half. Um, <clears throat> after that, on a snowy March afternoon, uh, with nobody out on Beachmont Avenue, about eight inches of snow out front, we decided to move it, the store from upstairs to downstairs, and we've been here ever since. Uh, thanks to our governor Kasich, uh, who decided to lower the price of a brewery license in about 2012-2013. Uh, as soon as that became law, I then applied in 2013 to become a brewery. Uh, went through about nine months of the brewing, of the uh, application process. You have to apply at the federal level first, then you uh, apply at the state level. And uh, it takes about nine, nine months to do that. Uh, we were granted the brewing license in the October of 2013, but we were not ready with the tap room until March of the following year. So 2014 is when we opened up the tap room, and we've been brewing ever since. So it's been a been a great ride. It's been lots of fun, and uh, now we, he's we ready hope for to expansion. only go bigger. That's yeah. right. Yeah, tell us about that because we've been hearing rumors, we've been hearing things, mm -hmm. and then I want to come back around to a few more questions. Sure. I mean, what got you into home brewing? What got you into, quote, before that? I think that's even before the craft beer 
name came came about for correct a yeah. lot of these places I, really and truthfully it was i was um attending a uh, beer brewing function with one of the local home brewing clubs my brother said you ought to come out and see these guys they're a lot of fun so i went out and uh saw what they were doing talked to a lot of them they were very uh excited about the craft they were doing they were really made it interesting for me at the time so we just I had just, those guys, a couple few of those guys on last week, and let me yeah. tell you, their enthusiasm for the hobby is <laughs> very infectious. Oh yeah, and and very very strong. Absolutely. So, I mean, it's, yes. It's, so I can understand if you go out, yeah. you almost get hooked by just those guys. Yeah, they do. I mean, it, those it guys' look, charisma, you know. Right. It attitude. looks like a lot of fun, and it is a lot of fun. They're so certainly not amateur brewers themselves. No, those they're not, brewers. and we'll talk about that <laughs> in a minute. <laughs> what? We had some Twitter controversy. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> that I need to address tonight. I see. Okay. Well, um, but yeah, I, I started, my brother started in 96. I started in 97 about a year later. It, it was just a progression of I kept going to the meetings that they were having, and and then it went into more from there and started buying equipment and having a great time. And I mean, I pretty much like any other home brewer here, you, you, you end up thinking you know everything really quickly. You start putting out a, you know, not necessarily selling anything, but you start sharing a, a, a products that probably you shouldn't be sharing with them. And then you, you end up going back a little bit and then making sure you get it all down. And it's a progression to make your beer as best you can. And that's what I hope I. I do for Cincinnati and the, and the brew scene here. I hope not to, uh, and I know a lot of people would think they'd be okay with drinking sours, but you heard it here tonight. I'm not going to make any sours on purpose. <laughs> That's not my cup of tea. I don't like to drink them. I'm not really going to ever go that way. I don't. I don't believe so. Do you get people come in and want to brew them? Say, uh, do you, yeah. And do, do you have this? The, you, you obviously don't tell people. Well, well I don't. Sell oh no, 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 no. We don't discourage. <laughs> I hate that. You we, shouldn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> we, we are enablers here. We we will tell you uh, get out exactly. Of my store. <laughs> <laughs> we will will help you out getting whatever you need. Now, uh, with making of sours uh, on the homebrewing level, normally you have to keep your equipment separate from all the other equipment that they may have, which means they may have to come back in and repurchase, right. which is not a bad thing for me, but it it, it is added expense for a home brewer who wants to do that if they want to make sours. Normally, you'll make sours from that then on in that equipment, or you'll buy other equipment to make uh, non-sour. Unless beers. they just want to start fermenting in gourds or melons or things like that. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> I an apple. You know, pour out an apple. I highly recommend it. It was a great time. <laughs> but no, uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, other than that, the uh, the main thing that we try to impress here in, at Paradise is to have fun with it. If it's not fun, people don't have a whole lot of free time these days. And if it's not fun, why do it? Right. Um, I mean, this, this isn't trying to be a laborious process where you have to be there. It's trudging, you know, uh, just not what everyone wants to do, but it's just the opposite of that. Right. So the idea is to try and make it as fun as possible. And that's the way I've always said it, and uh, it's been it's been proving to be a good uh, mantra to have, just make it fun. Yeah, some people want to brew it themselves, and other people just want to drink it. And yes. so you're catering <laughs> to those people here 
that just want to drink good beer. And we, are got it <laughs> we are enablers. We are enablers. We will enable anyone. Yes. yes. So tell us about this uh, expansion and what's what's going on with that and why. And Well, it, yeah, uh, we have the opportunity uh, to expand our brewing capability on the other side. We were able to clear out some room to make, uh, and the idea would be to go from brewing our very small 10-gallon batches at a time to something more uh, towards the three-and-a-half-barrel uh, size. Uh, but that takes Which money. Which is how many gallons? Uh, it's 31. I should know this. It's, but. it's like 120, 120 okay, gallons. Right. It's, so that's a it's 31 gallons in a barrel, so that'd be 90 plus another 15. So that's, that's a 1,200-fold increase in capacity for that, you. That would be nice. Uh, the, that we have a, a business plan in place that we're we are looking for investors to go and try and make this happen with us here. Uh, one nice thing again is my brother and I own the building and the land, so rents cheap. Uh, that's a plus for what we bring along with us, yeah. as well as the uh, twenty different beers that we can uh, brew uh, and resell in the state of Ohio that we have licensing uh, licensing for and. Uh, although we'll probably have to change some of the names of them because we come very close <laughs> yeah. to yeah. some of the other ones. <laughs> you don't think flat tire will go for <laughs> yeah. it? Yeah. Or what was the other, what's the <laughs> other one, too, I heard of uh, oh, um, so the, the, the Pliny <laughs> clone? The, uh, what do you, oh, do you yeah. call that? We actually call it by its uh, Latin name, the Gaius Pliny right. Secondus. Pl uh, pl <laughs> That's it. But, yeah, we, uh, yeah. But uh, – that particular name is not trademarked, so we're okay with that. But right, right. Uh, there are others that we come, like our flat tire, which of course Yet. is very similar <laughs> to fat tires uh, clone. And then we also have uh, you're not worthy, which is the uh, arrogant bastard clone that we have. Uh -huh. And um, so let me let me ask a question ones. too about um, the the trademarking of names and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, in the in the past, you worked pretty closely with with Bad Tom with stuff, yes. and they've got their All American IPA, mm -hmm. which is one of my favorite beers that you guys brew here. Right? How does that work with them having that in distribution versus you guys possibly maybe one day going into distribution? And well, I, I when I I spent ninety days brewing there uh, as their their uh, head brewer that they had. And I brought that recipe over with me to there, although it's not exactly what the same thing. Right. Uh, it's very similar to it. And I told them, I mean, really, I, I don't have the name trademarked in any way. You know, all American. Anybody can come along and call them all, all American. And I told them if that's what they want to do, stay with the name. That's fine with me. I said, uh, as far as uh, having. Uh, you know, one beer very close to another or trying to, you know, I don't think they'll be uh, exactly the same. And I think, though, with the way we're trying to brand it out there, we'll be okay with okay. with doing our own All-American. So. The meatier question I want to ask you is, okay. did your plans for expansion or your efforts to try to expand have anything to do with your experience at Bad Tom? I mean, did you kind of go there and do what you were doing there for a while and then say, hey, you know, maybe I should be doing this for myself? Well, <laughs> no, to that point, no. I, I think uh, I, I was trying to gain some knowledge and experience on bigger equipment. 
it wasn't anything where I said, well, I'll do this for six months and then I'll, I'll automatically leave. That was never the case. If I if things would have worked out there, I would still be there. Uh, but just things didn't fall into place should at I the right time. The, should I ask the no, meteor, meteor not, question? No, no. <laughs> No, Please no don't. I'm not going. I'm not going there. That's but, fine. But My anyway, mouth is closed. Uh, the best thing I could have done is come back here and start brewing here, uh, and and that's what we're going to just focus absolutely, on and go yeah. forward yeah. from here. Yeah, absolutely. So hopefully cool. we can get every, you know, get some, uh, what is it, OPM, other people's money involved. <laughs> that's right. And then uh, and hopefully we can make this happen here very soon. Uh, I'm pretty sure I asked this when we did our show at uh, at Listerman with Dan Listerman is what has the craft beer movement and the just explosion in outlets availability mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know public you know just public consciousness of the of the of the product of the movement done to brewing supply you know just as a as a business in and of itself I, I would say um, it, it's a two-edged sword. On the, on the home brewing side of it, it has gone down in popularity. And, and to me, I, I have no, no uh, information to back this up to just my observation of being out there in the front. When, when people are able to get so much variation on different beers that they want to make or whatever, and they can just buy it themselves without uh, without having to put up the labor or money invested for that, even though it's $6 a beer, uh, they, they have their pick of so many different beers. They don't necessarily run out to go make it themselves because it's 50 cents a glass instead of $6 a glass. Uh, so the, the homebrewing side is still there. It's just gotten, it's not quite as popular. On the converse of that is the people who are in the brewing side of it have seen just astronomical growth because the people are so interested in all the different brands and they don't want to make it themselves right now so they want to go out and buy that and have a festive time and have the whole the whole experience rather than do it themselves the east side is an absolute hotbed of yep. craft brewing in cincinnati and really in the state of ohio if you want to yep. be honest with you you got mount carmel They've expanded. They're right. starting to do more. You've got uh, 50 West just yep. it just announced plans several weeks ago for a major, major expansion yes. into the old volleyball building, whatever right. you know, whatever they had over there. Yeah. Uh, the Hana Hana Beach. Beach. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, there's there's Bad Tom. Yep. I consider uh, Mad Tree East Side. You yep. know, there's there's so there's lots of stuff going on. Uh, do you think it's getting too crowded? Or I mean, obviously you don't because you've decided to right uh, it, go all in, so to speak. It 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 would be more crowded if I was putting more on the line and it was joining the ranks of those guys. I I still with only I say with only doing three and a half barrel batches and then seven barrel fermenters or whatever, but. Um, that's still relatively small in the industry. I mean, I'm sure, still that's yeah, very yeah. nano uh, brewing uh, policy there. But if I was going to a 15-barrel setup with 30-barrel fermenters and just going to get about six of those, that would be a different story. I'd be much more worried about... Uh, just to s- describe the setup of Street Side, which is 
planning on opening up next year too. They're that the big. Side. They're 15, 15 barrel with 30 barrels, and that's fine. I, I, but with that kind of outlay of money right away, you have to start making great beers right from the get go. You can't. You you almost don't ha- don't have time for a learning curve. That's three quarters of a million dollars, eight hundred thousand dollars out there trying to, you know, you gotta you gotta get out there and hit it right away. That may be a more difficult thing than me doing seven barrels at a time and wanting to get my beers just in the township right away and building it up that way. And Scott LaFollette has also has done that. You know, he, he pretty much says, I can only make so much. And he was out in a distributorship that, didn't, that was pulling more for his beers than he didn't want to drop the quality on, so he brought it back because he's just not that big yet. Right, you know, right. and it just can't. And please can't forgive do that. me, Scott, for not mentioning you in that last. Year. I knew I was going to forget somebody. <laughs> I did, Scott. I mean, remember me? I mean, uh, <laughs> Scott's also been on the show and a friend of ours. So, so. you know, you you said only in the township at the beginning. How at the bi- beginning, how big is, is the the goal to be? Oh, or is there a goal? It, is it just to kind of let it happen as it right. happens? Right. Yeah. There's not necessarily a static goal to it. If and the. And, the main thing as we go along is to make good beer. If I if I can, I've always told people if you can make good beer, they'll stand in a barn to drink it. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it, 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 it doesn't true. matter where you're at. If you make good beer, they'll find you. And um, the I'm thing is, sure I have done that before. See, yeah. I, I, but um, it, yeah, it, it, it right now we just I just don't want to think that far ahead. I mean, you can dream. Oh yeah, we're going to be this. You know, have. 30-barrel brew house with 90-barrel fermenters and all that, uh, similar to what I think Rheingeist is doing now, right? But um, I, I just don't want to – I mean, i got to focus on what making great beers on a smaller level and do the small things that I can do and do them right. Well, and, and, That's the idea. and, and nano-breweries are a movement in and of themselves, yes. too. I mean, right. uh, highly localized, right. targeted – to your community, you know what people like. You brew what people drink, right. and 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 you know it's great to go around the town and discover all those different ones that are starting starting to open up, including this one. Right, uh, and so that's a whole other sort of. I think that's offshoot a more, of the. I think that's a more solid business model. You know, I mean, seriously, when you think about all the laws that there are today with drinking and driving, and just people just. If you could stay within proximity of where you're at, a two-mile radius, you know, and that's your brewery, I think you're going to do extremely well with what you're doing. I don't think so. you right, because it's all about, like, a neighborhood brewery now. Exactly. Everybody's got right. a neighborhood brewery. Everybody's Everybody got wants their that, place that they cheers can go. kind of place right. where yeah. everybody knows your name. You know, it's right. yeah. Exactly, exactly. And I think yep. you have that. I mean, you yeah. already have yep. that. You know everybody walks through your door, yep. you know? Yep, but we do have new faces all the time too, which I, which I absolutely love as well. It's a, it's it's always I I love the people who come here all the time. They're fantastic, but you always want to see new new faces. Yeah, you in. don't want to be that place where somebody's afraid to come in because right. they're like, oh, it's like a, a right. club that yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so that's that's part of some of the expansion. Uh, that's a second phase. Will be better signage out front, doing more to the to the outside of the building to be able to kind of promote more of the of the brewery end of it and and that's because it's it's all it's hot right now i mean it's the it's what's making most of the money do you worry uh that 
when you expand, you might lose some flexibility. You'll have to keep a core tap list and then do your sort of, because you know, you, you, you seem to enjoy and be do, doing a great job of brewing stuff seasonally and, and, and providing the kits seasonally so forth as we were talking about earlier. Do you worry that you'll lose some flexibility in that? Have people come through the door expecting to drink that IPA or that Amber Ale or that, mm -hmm. you know, Ru even Russian Imperial Stout every time they come in and, and, and you know. Well, I, th I, I do believe it to be some some people may come in just looking for one particular beer, but just because we're going to a bigger, I mean, uh, the idea, the the plan that I was trying to put together is a is a three and a half barrel brew house, with uh, seven barrel fermenters, three of those with with a bright tank, uh, seven barrel bright. So uh, we're there still has to be some time that has to be done for fermentation. There has to be all of it, it isn't because you have that you can get a beer out every day. So I still will have some downtime as far as that concern, and I I don't think I'm going to stop brewing on the small 10-gallon system that we have. So I hope to continue to uh, give people the the uh, amount of beers that they've come uh, become accustomed to, right. as yeah. well as having enough beer of our of some standards to get out to other like restaurants and bars there's there's well, also there is something fun about driving down you know beachmont in, in the summertime <laughs> and seeing the brew system sitting out front of the store that is cool yeah you yeah, know that's, that's cool. something that a lot of places can't do so. right right well, and when it, we won't necessarily go away too much from that but we will be spending a lot more time in the right in the and i imagine room. until you get OPM, other people's mm -hmm. money, you can pretty much still do whatever you want. Right. You know, it doesn't, you don't correct. have to answer to anybody. So that freedom is probably pretty nice. Right. Right. And, and we will have uh, some standard beers that will be out at, uh, again, we'll, it, you almost have to have an IPA for any brewery these days, for a craft brewery. You have to have a very good IPA. You have to have uh, something uh, lighter uh, so that your Bud Light and Miller Light drinkers. <laughs> will want to transition over, at least if they want to try one, you have something that's lighter to try. Um, to tell them, you know, a Bud Light drinker to walk into it and, and get a uh, Imperial Stout, that's probably not going to be their first choice. So. <laughs> <laughs> Although it would be ours, yeah. but it might, you know, uh, but, you know, may not be theirs. Just and it might skips offend a couple steps. Yeah, that's right. I think you should put the pumpkin in the window in August next year. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we do have... <laughs> If I could find them, I probably would. But we do have a southern exposure on the front, and they get really hot up there. <laughs> <laughs> they start cooking themselves, so we, we, we have to move them back and forth. Hey, listen, we're going to take a short break. We're going to get to our uh, couple of our departments here, uh, so stick with us. Uh, you're listening to Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. <laughs> This is Brett Coleman-Baker with Urban Artifact Brewing in Northside, Cincinnati. Hi, this is Evan Rouse from Braxton Brewing Company in Covington, Kentucky. Hi, I'm Scott LaFollette from Blank Slate Brewing in Cincinnati. And you're listening to Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. Hey, it's Mike, and I just wanted to remind everybody that you can follow Cincy Brewcast on all your favorite social media platforms like Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Vine at Cincy Brewcast. Plus, don't forget to download your choice of podcast app and follow us on your favorite podcast services like SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, and Spreaker at Cincy Brewcast. Plus, we are live and interactive worldwide on Periscope TV for Apple and Android. Follow us at Cincy Brewcast and be sure to check our social media platforms for live show dates and times. 
Plus, be on the lookout for show video and the new Cincy Brewcast YouTube channel. You can also leave us a Google Voice message at area code 513-601-8785. If we like it, we just might use it on the program. And last but certainly not least, you can send an email to cincybrewcast at gmail.com or utilize the Contact Us page at www.cincybrewcast.com. Get interactive with Cincy Brewcast. Success for Braxton to me, uh, sustained, sustained smart growth, number one. Uh, we will grow um, to be Cincinnati's beer is kind of our goal. And, uh, but do it in a smart way so that we're not just, you know, piling on the tanks, increasing production without kind of watching quality. We will not send a subpar batch of beer out of our facility. We've said it way back before we ever did our Kickstarter video. We still say it now. Um, that, that's number one, uh, quality control, sustained growth. Uh, and, you know, a few GABF medals won't hurt either. Yeah. Uh, I loved it. The, the competition side of things, homebrewing-wise, was, was always one of the more fun parts. I can't wait to get into it. Uh, on the professional level as well. This Week in Beer. Hi. Hi, everybody. This is Master Snurros welcoming you to This Week in Beer. Gnarly Gnome, what do we got? I think we've got some copyright infringement or something, but... <laughs> That's okay. It's, a, it's the internet. We can do whatever we want. <laughs> we've come to a place that calls their beer flat tire, so... <laughs> you, you can bring that down a little bit more. I'm, it's a little loud. I'm doing like four things at once now. You caught me off guard. I'm Again. Passing, passing uh, beers. That's two weeks in a row. I'm just kidding you. Uh-oh. <laughs> next, next week, it's a write-up. He's, he's never kidding. <laughs> well, we'll Mike Cisneros <laughs> back here on uh, This Week in Beer, and uh, we're joined by uh, Jeff Graff from uh, Paradise Brewing Supply. Mike uh, and uh, Gnarly Gnome's got a couple of uh, This Week in Beer uh, tidbits for us. And, and also, we want to let everybody know that if they have any questions... Oh, yes, we do have an audience, audience Mike. Mike. And the same goes for... anybody would like to ask a question of Jeff. Um, for Jeff, Periscope. Jeff. Jeff. We're going to do that. We're going to do that now, or are we going to do that uh, during uh, no, Ask I and just, Answer? just wanted to let people Dang know that it's right. there. So. Very, very good. While I waste time pulling this up right now. <laughs> I know... Uh, let me think. Uh, uh, well, it all slips my mind now. There was something I did want to talk about that was... Um, that was that I saw that was taking place... Um, well, you know, and you guys are usually closed on Monday, right? Correct. And and yeah. there's like almost all the Cincinnati craft breweries are, are closed on Monday. Part of the reason we do our show on Monday is so that we can get so we can drink every other day. Well, <laughs> so we can on the slow days, so yeah. we can recover from Sunday by drinking on Monday. Uh, uh, no, it's, uh, it's so we can, get, so people we can get people who work at the breweries yeah, or own right, the breweries. Right, 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 so forth. But, oh, that makes but sense. Today, <laughs> but today... It was today, an accident. <laughs> today, Listerman's was open, and Mad Tree was open, and everybody Taps was having all these events, and it's just it's kind of it was kind of a weird Monday. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm boycotting yeah. Mad Tree, yeah, actually, so. right now. <laughs> did, they, uh, did they make their go? They did. It's disgusting. I don't They're wanna, so ugly without beer. I don't want to see the pictures. <laughs> 
They're just hideous. That's awesome. Wow. It's that awful. I, I think I'm boycotting Mad Reaper a little bit because I'm not going to recognize my bartender. That's at 55, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'll, that'll be cutting that out and uh, putting that on a line no. too. So. They're disgusting. <laughs> as, as much as I, 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 am, I, was, I support really charities, and I think it's great to support your charities, man, that's just it's weird to see them without their beer. Yeah. I well, think we should well, do a 12-month calendar. Kenny's Kenny's <laughs> wife has never seen him without a beard until That's today. Funny. And now it's like Oh God! <laughs> Renew your vows. I'd ask for a divorce. <laughs> he was just recently married too, wasn't he? Yeah. So there you go. So the the, the big news for for me that's that was announced in the last week was um, Braxton's bottles. Um, they're doing their their first package release of their Imperial Stout, which um, they've been sitting on for quite a while, and some barrels, and they're doing the regular version, bourbon barrel version. Vanilla bourbon barrel version and uh, coffee. So are they going to do version. like a? Are they going to do like their flagships in cans and then bottles, like how Madrid does their trunk series? Or they haven't officially announced any other packaging plans yet. There's been a couple hints thrown out on social Basically, media. Basically, can I get dead blow in a can? Um, there's 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 been some hints about cans on social media. We don't know anything else. Um, that being said, we are here to neither they, confirm nor deny. <laughs> they did. They did schedule an event this week to announce something big. So, um, I guess tune into Cincy Brewcast next week to yeah. see what that was about. Or, we'll have our uh, or we'll the gnarly gnome. We'll have our intrepid uh, correspondent, the gnarly gnome, uh, and maybe yours truly, depending on. <laughs> we'll see whether when gnarly gnome wants to keep his job or not. <laughs> uh, I can also uh, report for you. You know that, right? The, uh, <laughs> the, uh, and then uh, something came across uh, from our friend Queen City Fresh, who we just participated in Fresh Fest last week. Really enjoyed it. He did a great job uh, with his event, as he usually does. And uh, something came across from Fresh about uh, Mount Carmel. Yeah, the, um, the packaging. Yeah, They're the finally refreshing some of the packaging to match up with the, uh, the Snapshot series, the um, Imperial IPA and the coffee it's all kind of going to start. Yeah, because it was kind of awkward there. You saw like the old, like real old amber ale label, and it was right next to the coffee brown. It looks like you know all like new, beautiful design. <laughs> Mount Carmel doesn't do things quickly. I think we all know <laughs> right, that. Right. Just kind of, it's they do things at their own speed. And um, and then there, and then there was a social media uh, sort of tweet on the heels of that. Uh, I think it was a tweet uh, on the heels of that a asking for. The Ardennes in bottle, which they just came out with last week, which is right. terrific, by the way. I was pleased enough to go over and and give that a shot. And uh, but Scott or uh, not uh, uh, Mike Dewey told us uh, back on show number two that they were going to be yeah. putting the Ardan in bottles, four packs so of twelve ounce bottles. Yeah. I think is what uh, we heard. Uh, and that's very old news. I mean, we've had that for we've had that for months here on Cincy Brewcast. So and it is coming soon. Yes. So. Other new beers this week, um, T-Bird at Moorline, their fresh hop ale um, is uh, Wednesday. And then um, Braxton is doing another one. This Braxton. On, uh, on, on Friday, another new beer, another lager. They're just, they're <laughs> they, just, they're just. They're just killing it, Relentless, man. They, man. Um, they're just going after mm. I mean, what do you think of guys like that that just go out and knock it out of the park i mean do you i mean i don't know i mean sit here and speak for you i mean do you, jeff do you do you feel like they're knocking it out of the park i mean just everything i've had there has been on point like you said if mm -hmm. you're going to put right x hundreds of thousands of dollars in something you, you better it. be damn good damn quick right absolutely and 
do, do I mind that they're doing great? No. I mean, I, I think there's room for every, for all of us out there. I mean, I, but uh, you can't afford to not do that when you have that much money involved and all that they have. And I'm sure they have research on it, and hopefully they don't let anything go out that isn't uh, – and isn't up to their standards. I so. just played that that fight from Evan Rouse right before right. we came back to, and, and, and that's their that's their big commitment. That, and you know that's what they say that their big commitment is. So. They've they've dumped batches. I do know that, or not batches. I know they've dumped at least one something that wasn't up to Richard's standards. Yep. And, and you know, they, that's a good they, thing. They, I mean, they, that's, I mean it's to hard me, to find. To yeah. me, when you see a brewery dump a batch, it, it puts that flag up for me and says, all right, I trust them now. I know that they are yep. willing to, to dump, literally dump money down the drain to make sure that their product meets their standards. Yep. They just put a video yeah. out last week, I think it was, of their tour of one of the larger They did the collaboration Whitmer with Brothers. Whitmer Brothers. Yeah. 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 Which, yeah. which now, see, should be on go, soon. Yeah, I mean, when you go out and you do that and you learn, you know, the bigger and the larger process, mm-hmm. I think that says a lot about the integrity of the brewery. You know? Well, yeah. I mean, you work with a lot. You work with them a lot too, right, Chef? Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, kind of, what are what are the differences you see working closely with guys like you know Jeff and Paradise, and then bigger guys like Braxton? Mm-hmm. Passion, you know. I mean, if you've got a passion for what you do, it it, it just shows. You know, you 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 just uh, this guy. I mean, when we first met, we met at Oktoberfest at Donishwab. Um, Donishwab, yeah. <laughs> we did. He was, and uh, we're both we're drinking beer, and I'm like, oh, really? You're in the beer business too? I was like, yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Well, I can get your beer inside the, uh, yeah. the broths I'm going to serve. <laughs> so that, okay. It kind of re- really kind of went like that, too. Yeah. But we struck up a friendship, and yeah. it's great. But we come out, and, I mean, you know, I see this guy slaving, you know, every day over what he does. And it's just a passion for what you – and you guys have the same passion with the I appreciate cap. you saying that. You know that what I mean? Sense. You really do. And you have to appreciate that. When somebody mm-hmm. has their heart into something, and whether or not you're getting compensated for it or not, you're doing what you love to do. And as long as you love it, uh, you know, it ain't work. That's what I tried to tell my dad today. He didn't quite get it. (laughs) Tell tell my wife that. You start getting paid for what you're doing. (laughs) And I said, well, you know. It'll come. Well, you bust your ass. Why why do you bust your ass so hard to do something? Well, you know, I said, keeps me off the streets. I kind of like it. It's fun. Keeps me out of trouble, you know. Keeps me, uh, you know, keeps me out. And keeps me meeting. uh, and And that's really the thing. Meeting great people like you, like Chef Tony, like, all the guys at Braxton, like all the you know, like right. Brett Coleman Baker and and, mm-hmm. and, J- and Josh and Dominic and 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 uh, the two the two uh, Scots at uh, Urban Artifact. The and, list and, is and the is list goes on and on point. and on and on and on and on. And when we started doing this, the one thing that I wanted to do, that I wanted to feel like, and I hope it feels that way for people, is is you. You go to, you know, I can go, you can go, no, anybody. They go to the local tap room. And mm-hmm. most of the time, you can sit down and s- and sit right across the bar mm-hmm. and talk with the man who brews your beer. Right. Or the woman who brews your beer. Mm-hmm. And the and, and, and it, 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 it counts everywhere you go. Right. I've been to Santa Fe, Santa Fe Brewing Company. Who comes from behind the bar, but the bre- you know the head brewer, D- down in down in Florida, we had mm-hmm. a great biz- visit at a place. My wife and I called Motorworks Brewing, mm-hmm. talked for forty five minutes with the head brewer. I mean, yeah. so it yeah, was I mean, I went I went to uh, Sagatuck in Michigan last year, and they gave us just a tour of the brewer of the brewery. Just right. like, did I say tour of the brewery? Tour of the brewery. Tour of the brewery. Um, you really have another angry Jack. Yeah, right. <laughs> She's liking that stout. It was because I only ate candy for dinner. I love the stout. <laughs> but that's anyway. what I wanted to get across 
with this program. Yeah. And maybe people that couldn't go or people that couldn't take the time to uh, to get out to the to the breweries. People who are scared right, to say that hi. That they could meet, or people mm-hmm. that are timid or whatever, that they could meet the brewers and the people that are involved in bringing them their beers. So I hope that comes across. And 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 Chef Tony, what have you got going? I mean, give us some of the you you, you delicious stuff tonight. So wonderful. How was yes. how was the salad? Absolutely. Amazing. Just uh, all, yeah, it, was it was all bombs away. It bacon and lettuce. Plus it had bacon salad. in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then uh, and then the uh, cancer causing bacon. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> and then the and then the Bay of Bengal uh, moorline infused um, uh, brats, which yeah. were right on point. I mean, fantastic. Especially I mean, right on point after this week. Exactly. Yeah. And I think coming Thursday, you're going to see a lot of them down there. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, we've been selling. I mean, th- you know, they're just selling out. Tailgating parties are just huge right now, and we can't, uh, you know, we can't keep enough of those in the freezer. So, you know, I mean, it's just, I don't know, infusions. Any beer that comes up, you know, we we taste test it. We might we put it in, and uh, if it comes out tasting good, you know, and if it's not, we'll do, you know, like Braxton, flush it down a drain or start <laughs> over. You know? We tried to work out something earlier with the All Star Game in town. The to put the All American IPA in in the brats there and sell them down there, but yeah, uh, unfortunately yeah, yeah. there came a snag in that uh, something licensing something about uh, Major League Baseball wanted uh, like a yeah. 10, 10 block radius yeah. of, and yeah. control of everything. So. And, and that's a that's a tough nut to crack too. Anything yeah. that's yeah. real corporate, you know, as, yeah. as, as as I'm sure you guys are all aware, that's a real tough nut to crack. Right. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, we, yeah, we don't fun. have what? a 10 block radius on the brewcast. You can <laughs> exactly. serve anywhere close to us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, anything else for this week in beer? There's a couple little things. Um, there was Hopgeist this week, and Rheingeist um, gave off um, the first pre, I guess the one preview day of their, their uh, rooftop deck um, for people oh, yeah. at Hopgeist. How which, is it? Um, I did not go. Oh, you didn't go. What? But the pick, well, if anybody what? knows how it is. Long story. Let us you know. Shoot us <laughs> a tweet. You, you can't. <laughs> look, about I, it I mean, it's crazy. You can't make it to everything. I, mean, I know. It's really, That's true. Uh, there's so much going on, and and, <laughs> and and again, if people that that can send us a tweet at Cincy Brewcast, you can uh, hit our Facebook page. Uh, you can send us an email if you know some of this stuff and you want to talk about it, or you you you, you know you want to just let us know how it was or whatever. You know, please uh, take advantage of all the social media. Angie's waiting for your tweet. Your text, your whatever. Yeah, I wouldn't we, have known we about that. Don't text me. Speaking of, no, uh, don't text me. The, the <laughs> pictures of, of that, that <laughs> deck on their roof answer. is incredible, though, man. It, 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 it's definitely a game changer in OTR for a place to kind of be outside drinking. So. Um, and Dad, their their hoppy yeah, what, yeah. hoppy holiday ale, whatever <laughs> they call yeah. it, um, is is out today. And I would be remiss if I did not report that I, as far as I know. I had to I had to actually build a a uh, beer on untapped for the Taft's Alehouse the ride the rails ride, riding oh, yeah. the rails 1175 rye IPA it was terrific I really There's enjoyed it drank a whole growler of it yesterday during the Bengals game <laughs> I almost uh, chunked it back up a couple of times during that <laughs> game by the way <laughs> I, was so, I was so nervous it was, it was a nerve wracking game we just a lost a hundred Twitter game. followers. <laughs> <laughs> My wife says to me, why do you cut so much during the game? And I said, because it's... Are you watching? Freaking Steelers, <laughs> that's why. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, okay, so we got... So that's it, huh? We got and, it. you know, um, I was at uh, at Dogberry this weekend, and I... They, 
I don't know if any of you guys got a chance to try that um, that single hop citra that they had on tap uh, for I, yeah, like I, two days or something before it was killed. But it's, it's a damn shame, but I have not been out to Dogberry since we went out there for show five or whatever it was. So we're going to have to get back out there. You definitely need to go out there. So they, and that, that single hop citra is in a fermenter again, and they've got a double chocolate stout and all kinds of fun stuff coming up. So i got to mention that, too. They've you know, they've always got fun things kind of in the in the pipeline but talk about guys um, that do what they want oh with, with, and do just beer just that strikes their fancy and you never know what you're gonna get and he can and hit a golf ball what's that i said and tony can hit a golf ball oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah those guys look like they know what they're doing athletically co- baseball coaches and all that kind of stuff so mm. okay that's this week in beer uh, and uh and uh, we'd like to thank the gnome and everybody for checking this in for week on in that beer. uh we're going to uh, take another short break and uh, we'll be right back with more of Cincy Brewcast from Paradise Brewing, Su- Brewing Supply in Anderson Township, Cincinnati, Ohio. You're listening to Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. Hey, it's Mike, and I just wanted to remind everybody that you can follow Cincy Brewcast on all your favorite social media platforms like Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Vine at Cincy Brewcast. Plus, don't forget to download your choice of podcast app and follow us on your favorite podcast services like SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, and Spreaker at Cincy Brewcast. Plus, we are live and interactive worldwide on Periscope TV for Apple and Android. Follow us at Cincy Brewcast. And be sure to check our social media platforms for live show dates and times. Plus, be on the lookout for show video and the new Cincy Brewcast YouTube channel. You can also leave us a Google Voice message at area code 513-601-8785. If we like it, we just might use it on the program. And last but certainly not least, you can send an email to cincybrewcast at gmail.com or utilize the Contact Us page at www.cincybrewcast.com. Get interactive with Cincy Brewcast. No, it's all right. It's a logical question. No! That is out of the question! Pretty random question. That's a good question, Harry. Gentlemen, question mark. Gentlemen, question mark. (laughs) Okay, may I ask you a question, Doctor? And I don't mean to be insensitive. Can I raise a practical question at this point? No question. There has been a breakdown in military discipline aboard this vessel. I blame the fish people. That's a good question. I guess I I wasn't really prepared for a follow-up question. Asked and answered. Hey, Mike Cisneros back here with you on Cincy Brewcast from Paradise Brewing Supply and Brewery in Anderson Township. And, you know, it's great. I, I just I played our uh, our question asked and answered liner, and uh, I'm uh, I, I, and I'm we're so proud. We got so many good friends that joined us tonight. Uh, we've got uh, uh, Scott Lau, uh, former former and current, I guess, uh, a show contributor to Cincy Brewcast. He was here. Shane Brammer, who you've heard uh, several times on Cincy Brewcast, uh, both as a guest and a, and a guest host, uh, is here joining us as well. Uh, we've got uh, we've got the Jen Clausen and Andy Clausen, uh, some very good friends of ours, uh, and all those folks come to us uh, as porch sitters from the from our. Uh, 
Mount Carmel uh, Brewing Company days when we were over there at uh, when we were over there hanging out every Friday night. Of course, my wife, who's uh, fantastically on board. Well, I don't know how b- on board she is with it, but <laughs> she she puts up with it. So I, I certainly appreciate that. And then another luminary, I guess. I feel like, did I say I feel like Ed Sullivan from back in the day? You have Mrs. Gnome sitting in the corner. Oh, oh, we have Brand, uh, Brandy, Mrs. Gnome over there. She's doing uh, she's doing a great job uh, drinking. Cover blown. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. I didn't say. I didn't say. <laughs> I, I just mean, said her first name. I first mean, names only. I mean, <laughs> Polly. It, it this is even, no. It doesn't even matter. Polly. And, and uh, a, a brewing celebrity this is in his own first right time here. on the this show, the first though. first time on the show. Yeah, welcome to your impromptu first time. I can't believe we got to come all the way to Paradise Brewing Supply to talk to the head brewer at Old Firehouse in Williamsburg. Ben, welcome. Uh, ben. Uh, Ramsey. Ramsey. Uh, and and welcome to the show. Thanks for uh, stopping by Yay! and saying, uh, giving us a few words. Uh, and uh, congr- man, congratulations on all the success over there, huh? Yeah, it's been fun. It's 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 been a ride. Uh, we you know at the we did the show down there, and uh, you, you, it was your off night, so we didn't get a chance to talk to you. But Adam does plenty of talking for, d- for, <laughs> the, <laughs> for the brand. And uh, uh, but what's it like uh, working down there, working for Adam and? No, I love it. And basically, um, I mean, I mean, I, I pretty much get to do whatever I want. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of, you know, I handle all the brewing. That's all you really want out of a job, yeah, right? Yeah, no, no, no. So, and, I mean, I got what I have to do in production and stuff like that. But uh, for the most part, it's my show over there on that side of the. That's cool. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. That's all anybody. That's only brewer can ask for, I would think. And we saw a couple label approvals come through this week, and. Um, you want to talk about that can at you, all? Yeah, tell yeah, us a little did. bit about I, I'm really excited about that. That was uh, that was a pain in the butt to have those happen. Uh, so we've been waiting for a while to have those. Uh, so we should be – we're trying to can sometime the first of next year. So we're looking at probably a March-April kind of release on the cans. Ish. Uh, ish. Ish. Always yeah. say ish. ish. Always yeah. ish. <laughs> so, it, it, I mean, it was just a pain. You have no idea how hard it is. Well, on all that paperwork yeah. and stuff mm-hmm. like that, it's yeah. you put it in and just one slight color change and it's you're put at the back of the list again. So it's kind of yeah, I understand they don't have a lot of the a lot of the bureaucrats that approve that. There's only like a half a dozen guys for the whole country or something like that or some ridiculously small it was, number. It, it, it was one. It was one one it? and he mm-hmm. just retired last year actually so there's uh, nobody doing it actually <laughs> so he, he, he retired and uh, apparently your applications are getting sent to the north pole yeah apparently they <laughs> didn't have anybody in line to uh kind of take that position yeah. over which is a good idea <laughs> and uh so they you know i'm sure there was stacks of paper right, you know, just right. they're just all over desks right. until you know mm-hmm. they finally got somebody trained and uh we finally got all three approved, so we've got the. Uh, and you know, yeah. this is the way it works in government or business or anything. He he was telling them, "Hey, listen, you better get somebody in here so I can show them how to do this. <laughs> hey, you better get somebody in here so I can show them how to do this." Well, guess what? My last See day's ya. tomorrow. <laughs> I'll be seeing <laughs> you. Well, wait a minute. We haven't showed anybody how to do this yet. That's so, your problem. Yeah, they, yeah. So. they were they were busy filing something else. I'm sure. But so uh, what? So what's coming online? Uh, it, for the bot or for the can? Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. Uh, if you can, if you can say. No, that. no, no, no. So uh, our first three that we're actually going to can are going to be the uh, blonde, the pinup girl, uh, the flashpoint IPA, and the code three, the uh, red. Okay, red. great, excellent. Yeah, so. all, 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 fa- awesome all fantastic beers. beers. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
And then you guys did some barrel age stuff. And so can you talk about that a little bit? Or yeah, I'm getting ready to. Uh, <laughs> I've actually it's it's ready. To, I'll probably either do it tomorrow or uh, Wednesday. See how much time I got. But you can see his brain working, trying to figure out what he's allowed to talk mm-hmm. about, what he's not. <laughs> no, allowed no, to talk. no, 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 so no. No, I, I think he's putting something off. Are you putting something off? <laughs> no, 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 no. It's just it's when I get to it. I, I was actually wanting to do it today. I just didn't have a chance. I had to free up a bright tank. It's hard to do it with one bright tank because we have four fermenters. So I'm kind of I bottleneck sometimes with mm-hmm. just one bright. But uh, I'm ready to. I, I put some of the code three, the the red into wild turkey barrels. It's been aging since uh, September. Wow. So. Cool. And that's gonna is that is that gonna be a bottle release for you then? Or? That'll be uh, well. I'm gonna get it. I've only got four barrels, so you're looking at maybe 200 gallons of that. So I'm gonna take. That's all gonna be. I'll probably put that into six barrels, and then I'm going to hand bottle some of that into either 22s or 750s. Cool, man. And that'll be a, that'll be available at the tap room, I guess, at some point. In yes, the, at some point, yeah. It, you have to try and keep Adam out of it. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, it's What's actually really good. I just tried it the other day. And like I said, it, here's 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 something just, for you. We get to come in. We get to create beers that we want, and I get to drink at work. <laughs> Perfect. Put put temporary I'm labels on them that, that say Bud Light, yeah, and just put them in the corner. Of it. Right. Now I've got some of that going on, and then actually the old ale that we released uh, about a month ago, I put into uh, the same wild turkey barrels. Uh-huh. So that should be out. Now, I mean, next six months. Maybe. Now that brings up a technical question because somebody told me at one time you can't put, you can't put the two different kinds of beer in the same barrel or some no, no, kind no. of weird. So this isn't the same. These are completely separate. Oh, okay, different, barrels. different, yeah, barrels. Yeah, different okay. barrels. You can't barrels. use them more than once for no, beer, right? Fra- well, you can, but you're not going to. You're not going to. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to craft beer. You're not going to. You're not going to get the bourbon out of there. You get to drink at work. So. Yeah, the flavor diminishes the more you use it. So. Yeah, so you're okay. just not going to pull out that bourbon and caramel characters or vanilla yeah. characters, what, whatever kind of bourbon you're using, to go into the beer. And so. you're you're well versed. Uh, you come from Country Boy, right? It, it, and 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 you you've brewed in the state of Kentucky, and you're you know you so you're well versed in that type of thing. I've done right? a lot of barrel aging. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, let me ask you this, and and Jeff too, you can come in on this because we're you know. Um, we have been trying to get in touch with uh, with uh, State Representative Don, Dan Ra- Ramos from uh, Lorraine, who is the sponsor of HB 68, which is the increase in alcohol content in beers from Ohio from 12% to 21%. And I, I just want to know what you guys think of that. Uh, we I was quite surprised when we brought it up on our show with uh, with the guys from Urban Artifact. They were so, they were somewhat. We don't need that. That's nothing that that's nothing that concerns us. Us. We don't brew beer that you know. We would never brew a beer that was that that strong. We don't ever want to do that. But wh- where, how do you? Where do you guys stand on something like that? I'm not sure. Uh, I don't think that I would ever brew anything even close to 20 percent. That I would even but have to thir- worry about it. Dis- like a 13, 14, 18. You know. Uh, I mean, I, it was mine. My take on uh, when Stone was looking to put another brewery in the United States on the east side that we, Cincinnati, or the, the, the state of Ohio, was in running to try and have that brewery put in the state, and that one of the main reasons it didn't come here was because of that. And if, I mean, I to tell you the truth, I don't, I don't think that regular brewers even are worried about it. I mean, it, it, there would be no 
real reason, maybe a winter warmer or any style like that. I don't know when you would really make something of that high alcohol. And I know Sam Adams makes U- Utopias, uh, which you can't sell here in uh, in Ohio either. It would allow them to, to free up and come be able to sell it in Ohio. And it's 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 not that everybody has to do it. It's that right. people can do it. I, and it, I don't think it would matter to to me to have them raise that. I mean, no, I, I don't think it would be a big deal. My biggest thing is the only reason I, I would never say it'd be like a twenty one percent beer or anything like that. But the twelve percent it does limit you at some point when you start getting into your your imperial stouts and barley your bigger wines. barley wines and stuff like that. You really have to watch where your you know finishing gravity is going to be and stuff like that for. To keep it within that. To keep it within that range. range. Yeah. So I think it's more so you don't have to worry about going over that 12% mark, and you can still make a 12, if, even if it's 12.5 or 13%. And and it also would help other beers. You know, some of my favorites, like your, you know, your Goose Island Bourbon Counties and stuff like that, you can't even sell in right. the state of Ohio. Correct. Right, right. I, I had and we, all, we all drive to Kentucky. And yeah. And anyway. yeah. 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 So. Yeah. I don't. I don't think it would be that. I mean, that drastic a measure. I think it should be passed for well, me. I, I think, like I said, I right. would love to have it, but I, it's not that I'm going to be making twenty percent beers or anything like that. It's just the possibility is the there. It's you, you don't have to, do to be as cautious. precise and cautious and with some of the higher ABV you, beers that you, ne- you do. Right. Sometimes you never know what you're going to get out of that. Because I know that I know that the the, the we, we like I, I mentioned the Ardan from uh, Mount Carmel uh, Brewing uh, a couple of minutes ago. That came in at eleven point two. And so the, you, they were, they were sitting there, Chris and Mike, and you know, they were sitting there at Mount Carmel, going, yeah. "Hey, this is going to be close. You know, we got to be, yeah. we really got to be careful with this." Whereas if there was the increase, they wouldn't necessarily. They, they might, if they bring it in at twelve point one or twelve point five, it might not be so. It's right neither up. here nor there. You don't really have to. Is worry there a about cost it. involved in that, or I mean, in in, in, in being cautious like that, or well, you can get in trouble for mis. Well. Well, I understand that, but I just meant as far as just your brewing cost is concerned. Oh, absolutely. When you start getting into those kind of alcohol costs, I mean, well, uh, on that amount of alcohol, yeah, I mean, it's going to skyrocket. That's why a four-pack of Goose Island's, what, 20 bucks probably or something like that, you know, so. You need a lot more more ingredients to get it up to even even 12%, let alone to go higher than that. Yeah. You would need a, a lot more. You're... It's not a, it's not a, a steady, you know, ramp of ex- cost going up. It just goes to one point and then it just goes way high. You have to you have to put so much sugar in it. You got to start doing that, and then at that point you're using, uh, like you said, it's like three it's times as much prime, grain. priming sugar. Yeah, twice as much grain. But you know, most brewing systems like ours, for instance, is is set up for a twelve plato beer. That kind of beer you're looking at a twenty plato kind of beer. So, you're doing yeah. a, instead of doing 15, 15 barrels, you're at eight barrels and right. adding a ton of sugar or whatever right. else you got to right. do to get it up right. there. So, I mean, the cost will skyrocket. But as far as it really affecting us, would I like it to be above twelve? Absolutely. Just so if I did get the hair to want to do it, I could could do it right. and not right. have to worry right. about it. Okay. All right. Anything else for for Ben or uh, Old Firehouse? Uh, well, I, d- I don't want to. 
I don't want to push him into anything that he doesn't want to. <laughs> do we have any? Do we have anything from the audience, from the uh, studio audience here in the? Uh, uh, I don't know. In the in the black polo, standing right next to the audience, Mike. He has a question. I bet you he does. I have a question. Go ahead. Okay. Shane, of course. This is specifically addressed to the ladies of uh, Cincy Brewcast. Uh, can you? This sounds creepy. In unison. <laughs> <laughs> Go away, perv. A little this creepy. Is, this I is don't my radio know. voice, by the way. Oh, yes. uh, no. <laughs> it sounds better in than unison, mine. Can terrible. you both tell me the address of J Dubs in Sarasota? Sixty-nine, oh, sixty-nine, oh, Mango Street. Yeah. Oh yeah, it is the Mango Street. The, the, the corner of Mango. You and got the street uh, name right, but where did you get? I, I never mind. I'm, I'm, <laughs> it was. The corner of Mango and twelfth. No, I mean that was the joke from when when we were listening to your. Interview with J Dubs that you only said it 1215 Mango Street. Not 1215. I was kind of, I was a couple blocks away, okay? 1215 Mango, the corner of Mango and 12th, right? No, Mango and something that started with. You left me and Shane alone in the studio with them two. Well, that's. Man's got to go on vacation. You're lucky the show got done. We do it every September. Lord. Ben Ramsey, anything else from Old Firehouse that you can tell us about real quick or. It's really a fun. It sounds, seems like it's a fun place to work, no, and, and 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 the the community really is is supporting the hell out of it. It is, and, and like I said, I loved it, and, and it, it's an expectations beyond my belief. Really, I mean, uh, we just had that. Um, we did a Halloween party this past uh, past Saturday. Uh, we actually we were donating off four of our hooks that we have hanging behind the bar. Oh yeah, that's right. I, I remember uh, seeing that on, online. Yeah, I think. The last number I heard, I think, is what my wife told me. We we raised somewhere around like eighteen hundred dollars for the Patriot Pinup Girls. Goodness. One of the hooks cool. went for four hundred dollars. Wow. wow! Which That's is just mind blowing. They, they sold originally for how much? Like twenty five dollars. <laughs> twenty five dollars to renew it. But for everybody that didn't renew it, they they auction it off every year. So if you don't renew it, we auction it. And one of them went for four hundred. Wow. One guy one guy really wanted. He just happened to be there. Never been there before. Just going crazy. Had to have it. Had to have it. Yeah. Had to have it. So he st- he keeps raising the price. And he's paying. He, he wants it. He wants again, it. But he I had a few mugs. Had six he yeah. had a few of the Steins. So, uh, I mean, it was crazy enough though that he eventually realized that one of the regulars that come in there really wanted it. So he let him buy it for four hundred, and then he ended up donating. From what I hear, just another two hundred. Wow! Wow! That's amazing. So it was cool. Yeah, that's great. All right. Well, Ben, thanks for joining us. We oh, appreciate it. Uh, and uh, I'm sure we'll be back down there uh, at some point. I, I, I hope we're allowed to come back. And if, if we do. <laughs> no, <we're> it, <laughs> it, it, if, if not, just ask me and I, I can well, meet you all somewhere. Uh, but, but if we do go back down, we'd love to have you uh, sit in with us. Uh, unfortunately, we didn't get a ta- chance to talk to you, but it was great to talk to you tonight. Uh, we're going to try to get through a few more of our, a couple more of our departments, and we're going to wrap it up here on Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. Mike Cisneros back here on Cincy Brewcast, and uh, I just wanted to, uh, there was a a little uh, Twitter controversy that came up today, uh, and uh, I wanted to address it. Uh, Some... uh, there was some uh, question from uh, actually a f- uh, f- 
couple of people on uh, Twitter and so forth uh, that may have taken some of my uh, commentary uh, when we actually had Shane Brammer and Adam Stone, our homebrewers, uh, for our first homebrew month show, um, sort of out of context and felt that I was demeaning and belittling home brewers. Uh, there was a quote that I made uh, that I'd like to play right now so that we can get it out in the open and this make sure that everybody's serious. Well, know. you know, <laughs> I, I take it seriously because you, you get it. You get a platform like right. this. You got to you got you you to watch you what you say. You don't want to be the person who hates a group of people and you got who gets hated and by you a gotta group of people. You got to defend what you say. And the good thing about uh, about uh, recording uh recording and radio and stuff like that is you have what you said on media and you can play it back for people so this is what i said concerning homebrewers some people think that i that i may have uh uh sort of uh discounted what homebrewers do i i i, I talked about uh, i'm a sports guy so i relate everything that i that, that a lot of things that i talk about to sports and uh so i mentioned that i thought that homebrewing was the minor league of craft beer, all right? And this is the this is my commentary, and also some. Uh, this is what I said, and also something that illuminated what I was trying to say. So, we were looking for a p Periscope title for our show tonight, <laughs> and I said, "How about homebrewing the Class AAA minor league of craft beer?" Because that's where a lot of the uh, that's where a lot it's of the uh, the homebrewers or from uh, the big uh, the big brewers come from, and as a kind of an exclamation to that point. I'm going to play something right now that we had on our program. You got uh, to kill the other thing first. I'm going to play something that we had on our program about a month and a half ago uh, from Kenny McNutt from Madry. Well, I guess I don't think I've told anybody this story. My first home Excellent. group was actually, I used to live in Baltimore and uh, I lived there for a year before moving to Cincinnati. And my buddy, my roommate at the time bought me a homebrew kit, uh, extract, we had no idea what the hell we were doing. Um, it said that, you know, you have to wait, you have to leave it out because we had no way to cool it. I didn't have a big enough sink. I lived in an apartment in the middle of suburbia in Columbia, Maryland. And uh, it said you had to cool it down to 70 or whatever before you could pitch the yeast. I'm thinking, well, this is going to take forever. And then I actually started thinking about the, because I have an engineering background, so I, I started thinking about the thermal dynamics of it and what it would, act, how long it would actually take to get something down to 70 when your room temperature is 70, right? It should be obvious. It's going to take you forever. <laughs> so at that point, I was kind of frustrated with home brewing and thought I would never do it again. Uh, there's a little bit cut off, but that, that basically was a story uh, that he talked about uh, that the fourth homebrew recipe that he brewed turned out to be Axis Mundi. And so so... Let me just it's say, like part the, of the reason, look, the part of the reason we did a homebrewers month is because homebrewing is such a big part of craft beer. It's mm -hmm. it's it's a part that cannot be denied, and we appreciate homebrewers. We love them. We had them on. We've had them on all month. We're talking to uh, the homebrewing supply mm -hmm. here at the Paradise and so forth and so on. Uh, well, so there's, I there's, mean, a, there's a big reason that the show title ended up being the founding fathers of craft beer. And, and of, you, know, you can't have the heavy hitters without the minor leagues. Also, is what we were trying to say. Right, and also, I was it was pointed up to me that the show title, "Founding Fathers of Craft Beer," that we actually decided on, <laughs> was sexist. <laughs> so I went on. That so was I, kind of a joke for so, me. So I, <laughs> I so. I, so I went on SoundCloud today and removed the reference of Founding Fathers, and the, the show is now titled The Founders, 
quote, quote unquote, because I don't want to get in trouble with the founders for Christ's sake. <laughs> <laughs> the founders of craft beer, homebrewers, the founders of craft beer. So th- I just wanted to get that out there. I wanted to make sure that everybody understood uh, where we stand on this. And um, that's it. That's all. That's uh, that's a. I, that's we a love you, homebrewers. Yeah. I, I think I think the air has been cleared. I think it was cleared this afternoon. I think that's everybody right. kind of understands. But you know what? We and love that's, everybody. That's the thing about Ex- Twitter. Okay? We love everybody except for that one person. We love Twitter, but shit gets retweeted, and then it gets picked up by people, and then people who follow people follow, and then they retweet, and then they favorite, and all that kind of stuff. And then all of a sudden, we're the podcast that hates homebrewers. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? After we've just dedicated the better part of a month to talking about them and talking about homebrewing and, 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 and trying to highlight them because... Every, you know, I don't want to say everybody, but damn near everybody that that is a craft brewer now, a pro <laughs> brewer, if you will, was a home brewer at one time. Right. Dave Dixon tells us to, tells us to uh, relax and have a craft beer. I'll have another one. <laughs> <all the time. laughs> Thank uh, you, Dave. Uh, let's see. Uh, so we were talking about. Uh, let's see. That was our. We did ask and answered. Or we're, uh, we're gonna pass on this other one and. Um, Anything else you got that it, that you want to discuss or, or put out there? Or, or sure, if anybody has a, a lot of money sitting around, <laughs> not doing a whole lot in the stock market or anything like that, want to take a chance on a small upstart brewery that happens to be the only one in Anderson Township, uh, come come see me. Well, if you're one of those kind of people that has $10,000 and decide you want to take it down to uh, Belterra Park or uh, Horseshoe Casino, a better bet would be to bring it to this man yes. right here Absolutely. and 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 give it to him as an investment uh, because he will do he will do you proud, my friends. Do great and, things and with he it. He will do great things with it. Um, Jeff Graff, we can't thank you enough. And like I said, if, if I, you know, we, we do we do the show usually out of the house, and it feels like home, and it's great. But but man, this is this is what I'd like the Cincy Brewcast Studio <laughs> to look like one day. It, it would yeah. be great if it was this big too. <laughs> cool. Thank uh, you. Thank you for coming, Jeff Graff, Chef Tony from Cincy Beer Brats. Uh, uh, we appreciate you uh, joining us as well. We really appreciate it. Ben Ramsey from Old Firehouse Brewing. We certainly appreciate talking to you, and we're going to do it down the road. We want to thank all of our friends of Brewcast and Friends Yay. of Paradise for joining us tonight. The Gnarly Gnome at thegnarlygnome.com. Absolutely. Thank you. Tina Cisneros at OPG and soon at Overlook Lodge. Saturday is my first shift, 11 to 7. Please Angie come Cisneros out. at OPG. Thanks for uh, your social media tonight. Yo, you're welcome. We would like to thank everybody for listening to Cincy Brewcast. My name is Mike Cisneros, and you've been listening to Cincy Brewcast. As the voice of Cincy Crab. Thank you, Periscope. Thank you very much. That was a good one. We love you guys, even if you home brew beer. Yes. Yeah, we will. Yeah, we-